0: Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride.
1: Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number, what are we up to, 132? What's going on? Matt O'Leary hanging out with you. Today we are going to get into the Jets' final preseason game. My thoughts of a couple storylines from that. We're going to get into your voicemails, but before that, you guys know the drill. Fellas, fantasy football is right around the corner. I actually have two fantasy football drafts tonight. Real story, not a lie, true. CD Lamb is good, but have you seen these beautiful balls? Have you? It's time to get your snake looking right for this snake draft, and with today's sponsor, Manscaped the leader in below-the-waist grooming, have created a championship lineup with their performance package 4.0. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my promo code JETS20. That jets two zero. I am legitimately not lying to you right now. I am wearing the Manscaped boxers. As we record, I would show you, but I don't want YouTube to take me down or flag me, but they are the most comfortable things in the entire world. They have the little package that holds your package, and it's just perfect. Jets20, promo code manscaped.com. Pick yourself up something nice. All right, let's hop into today's episode. Two things that I want to talk about. From this game, if you missed it, I did a live stream uh, last night where we talked about uh, all different things on the New York Jets going through the game, answering your guys questions. But the two main storylines that jumped out to me were Denzel Mims and Chris Streffler. Those are the two. We'll start with Denzel, who had the game of his life. So on Thursday, just a couple of days earlier, Denzel Mims requests a trade or his, via his agent agent requests a trade. And I get it. You know, I did a video reaction on it. It makes sense when you look at it. Denzel Mims isn't getting a ton of playing time here. He's buried on the roster. He's trying to play special teams right now. He's not really a special teams guy. He wants a fresh start. Understand, like, look, I I think there's upside there with Denzel. It clearly hasn't worked so far. I understand why it might be beneficial for both parties to move on. He goes out. And yeah, it wasn't with starters. We have to make that caveat, but seven catches, a bucko two, 102 yards and a touchdown. His first career touchdown. It's crazy that it took this long for him to get a touchdown, but it was his first career touchdown and it was on an unbelievable catch too, by the way, we can't diminish that. Like that is the player coming out of Baylor that I, along with many other Jet fans fell in love with. There is talent there. It's I've said this. I must be a broken record because I feel like I've said this a billion times on this show, uh, on social media, on YouTube, on podcast appearances. Anytime I speak about Denzel Mims, I always say you can't teach six foot three and four three speed, but for whatever reason, it feels like it's something in his head. It's like something is holding him back. There's penalties mixed in. There's drops mixed in sometimes. And this week, that was a way. It seemed to be like he was so hyper focused this week. And when he's when he like this is the potential that's there. This is why myself, I and Green Bean, I know he listens every single week, one of my good buddies Green Bean. If you don't follow his content, what the hell are you doing? You should you should know Green Bean. He's the absolute best. A saint of a human. I can't wait to see him on September 11th for the Jets home opener. He loves Denzel. And he wants him to play. And I I get it. I like Denzel a lot too. I would have loved in a perfect world for him to be, you know, develop a little bit this year and then maybe take over for Corey Davis, who you could cut and save a bunch of money. But the guys like green being who hold Denzel mims to this such high standard yesterday was why it's because they see that and go, you see, that's the potential that he has. And they're right. He does have that potential, but where, I differ from someone like Green or or just in, in general, it's the consistency with him. And I'm not all the way on the polar opposite side. Like there's such this wide spectrum with Denzel. He is so polarizing that you have people who are like, Denzel's wide receiver too. He's got to play. He's the best wide receiver on the th- team. And then you have the other end of the spectrum where you got to cut him and he's not worth, he's not worth a bag of donuts. Like there's got to be a middle ground here somewhere. And like my official stance that I'm going to stay, continue to stay on right to this moment is that I liked him a lot coming out of college. I thought he could have been a first round pick. I thought it was good value where Joe Douglas got him. I liked what I saw from him as a rookie. It was a promising season. Last year, there were numerous things that went against him. For instance, the uh, having COVID, uh, the food poisoning, uh, and then you know, being buried on the roster, but at the same time, Denzel also did not take advantage of opportunities when they were given for to him. There were also too many mental mistakes. Uh, and it seemed like at times there was a little bit of an effort issue. Both of those things can be true. It doesn't have to be so black and white where it's the guy sucks or the guy is awesome and has to play. I think it's probably better for both sides at this point to just move on. And that hurts to say it really does because I like Denzel, but I just can't see a world where you're keeping a wide receiver five or six who doesn't really give you special teams value. I know that he is trying, like, he's he's trying his hardest. He's trying his little heart out there to play on specials, but that, that's not Denzel Mims. He needs to go to a situation where he can play offense only and develop from there. He gets traded to Chicago. He might have that opportunity. He gets traded to Vegas. Maybe he gets that opportunity as a wide receiver three or four there. But unfortunately, with the Jets' depth, Who's he kicking off the field? He's not getting Corey Davis off the field. He's not getting Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Braxton Berrios. You can say, okay, wide receiver five then. They really like Jeff Smith. They do. And he gives you more special teams value than Denzel. So you would probably keep him over Denzel. I'm not saying that he's necessarily a better receiver, but on your bottom half of your roster, guys, you have to have special teams value. So that makes a difference. It just does. And I'm glad that he played well. And if that's the last game he plays as a Jet, I'll smile and say we always had that preseason week three in 2022. I like Denzel. I am rooting for him. I am wishing him the absolute best. I have no hard feelings towards Denzel Mims at all. I'm sad that it seems to not have worked out here, but we will see. Maybe Joe Douglas keeps him after all. Maybe he does stick on the roster. We'll obviously find out in the next couple of days what they're going to do with Denzel Mims, but just wanted to point out how he played. The second is Chris Streffler. Oh, is he taking over the world? 10 of 13, 96 yards, and two touchdowns. All this guy does is do game-winning drives down the field. He did it against the Eagles. He does it against the Falcons. He does it again today against the Giants. The guy makes plays. He does. And now, to be fair, to be fair, he does play against, you know, second, third, fourth string guys, and that matters. Competition level matters. So I'm not saying this guy is the best thing ever. He has to start. He is, uh, forget Zach Wilson, forget Joe Flacco, forget Mike White. It's Chris Streveler forever and ever. Amen. The Jets found their franchise quarterback. We're not going that crazy here, folks. All that I want to point out is Streveler's shown you enough that makes you want to keep him around. It does. And you want know Mike White played really good today, too. I don't want to discredit Mike White. This is the by far his best game of the preseason and probably the best that he's looked since the first half of the Indianapolis game before he got hurt. But the issue with Mike White is you don't see it on a consistent basis. The highs are very high. The lows are very low. Turnovers are unfortunately too much of an issue with him. He doesn't necessarily have that arm strength, and he is more of a pocket passer. What I like about Stravler and why I think he is worthwhile to keep around as quarterback three over Mike white is he has that rushing ability to me. Uh, it's a comparison that's been brought up a lot. I am not claiming this as my own. Uh, I believe Connor Rogers had this and uh, I've seen it a bunch on YouTube comments. It kind of reminds you of Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is not a starting quarterback, but can you have fun with him and have a package for him? Yeah, you probably could. Yes. And Joe Flacco, because I'm still under the assumption that Wilson's not playing in week one. Sure, it's now 13 days out, and maybe things change, but I think it's a little optimistic to think Wilson's going to be ready to go for week one. Maybe he is, maybe I'm wrong, but I think more than likely Joe Flacco is going to start week one. Obviously, Flacco needs a backup. Is it Mike White? Is it Strebler? Personally, my personal preference would be keep Strebler, and try to trade Mike White for a future pick. Nick Mullins was traded for a future pick last week. Now some will say keep Mike White and try to put and put Chris Trevler on the practice squad. That's not a guarantee. Someone could claim him, and he probably would get claimed based on how he's played. I would probably rather take my chances of trying to get Mike White onto the practice squad. But ultimately, I think you could probably try to trade one. And if you get a 2023 seventh 7th round pick from Mike White or a 2024 conditional 6th round pick or whatever the hell you get from Mike White, say thank you very much. We'll always have the Bengals game. Your jersey was in the Hall of Fame. It was fun for five seconds. People said you got to start him over Zach Wilson. Even in 2022, people said you got to start him over Zach Wilson, even though he had nine turnover worthy throws in like three games. But it was a fun little ride for a little bit. You say, thank you very much. It's been real. It's been fun. We are on with Chris Treveller, his quarterback three. Joe Flacco, the veteran who's been in the league for 15 years, QB2. He's going to hold down the fort until Zach Wilson's ready. And then you turn the keys back to Zach Wilson and you f- use the rest of 2022 to find out if Zach Wilson is your guy or not going forward. It is that simple. It doesn't have to be made any harder than that. But all I see online in the comments coming up in the voicemails is trying to complicate things. Chris Trevler, though, last point on him was he's been an absolute blast to watch in the preseason games. He's been fun. I love it. It is something that I've enjoyed seeing, and I can't wait to potentially see more of that in preseasons to come. Hopefully, don't see him playing actual quarterback in the regular season, because that means there's probably been more injuries, but he's been fun in the preseason. That's probably my favorite preseason storyline, so. We're going to get into the voicemails next, which are brought to you by BUSR. Use my link, BUSR.com slash Matt. That is BUSR.com slash Matt. And you get a deposit match bonus. What does that mean? So when you sign up, you deposit money, BUSR will match it. And then on top of that, give you 25 casino chips. I've been using BUSR recently as we've partnered with them for the NFL season they have things that are, you know, more simple bets against the spread, money line picks, totals. They also have player props. They have season long prediction stuff that you can get into. They are a trustworthy book. What I like about them, too, is they have rapid, fast response time. So if you have any questions, you can reach out. You get your money quick. There's so many ways for you to deposit. You can use crypto. You can use U.S. dollars. I've seen people say that. No, they don't accept U.S. dollars. Yes, they do. You can transfer U.S. dollars in there. You could use crypto, whatever you like. BUSR.com slash Matt. Make sure to check that out. All right. Now it is time we can get into those voicemails. First up is Jay from Rockland. All right, Jay. What do we got? Hey, Matt. Jay from Rockland. What's up, sir?
2: My question is what do you do if Joe Flacco in the first two games goes one and one, six touchdowns, three interceptions, and Zach is ready to go in week three? Do you make the switch. Do you stay with. Yep. Flacco, I think winning is important this year, and I just, as a Jet fan, I just want a football season. It's been a while since we've had one, 2015, and I'm tired of waiting or having to wait by the time we get to Halloween and the season's over. So, what do you think about the scenario? Thank you.
1: Okay, it is very, 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 very simple. It is very simple. I'll make this nice and easy so we could hear you guys. See, we got this. When Zach Wilson is healthy, he plays. That's it. That is as simple as it's gonna get. Zach Wilson, when he's healthy, he plays. Thank you. That's my TED talk. He has to. He has to. Cause what? It, what's the alternative? Do we really think Joe Flacco is gonna step in a time machine and go back to 2012 and? take the Jets on a run and they're going to be a Super Bowl team? No, that's not realistic. It's not. And if they win, like, maybe the Jets win seven, eight games, like somewhere in that same ballpark where I think they're going to be this year. Right? Like Flacco's okay. Like they're 20, 20 to 25th best starting quarterback in football. And they win seven or eight games. And then what does that do? You're picking probably somewhere in the middle of the first round. You have no idea what Zach Wilson is. And now you're out of a spot where if you wanted to draft a quarterback, you can. I, I just don't see what good that, what like what value does that give you? Flacco's not a long-term sol- solution. He's 37 years old. And don't give me the Vinny Verdi comparison. Those rosters were completely different. That 98 team had a Hall of Fame head coach and a great, great, great core. This Jets core is not ready to win. They are too young. They need to grow and develop together. And the biggest part of that is figuring out if their 23-year-old quarterback is the guy or not. I think there's a chance that he can be. I liked what I saw when he came back from injury last year. Does he have to improve on getting his completion percentage up? Yes. Does he have to stop making boneheaded decisions at times? Yes. Does he have to improve on the yards per attempt? Yes. Does the touchdown pass have to go up? Of course. But you have to come out of 2022 with an idea of what Zach Wilson is. If you try to do this cutesy little run with Joe Flacco, and then probably it'll flail out in somewhere in November, and you're like, I don't know. Now you're you draw you you were you were six and six, but now you're six and seven, and you have four games left, and you're like, oh, huh? oh boy, do we ride things out now with with Joe for the rest of the year? And I I, I don't know, maybe we'll get to eight wins, or now we got to look at. Four games of Zach Wilson, and now Zach Wilson has 17 starts. And te- like, he's got to play when he's healthy. You have to know what he is. You have to. Oh boy, Main Jet is calling up next. He wants to talk Bam Night. All right, let's do it.
3: Hi Matt, uh, this is um, me. Oh,
1: wrong one. Sorry.
3: Uh, Pursuant to what? This is Main Jet. Uh, thanks, Matt. Uh, I'm calling back. Just to clarify, my message that I left yesterday talked about, and I believe I mentioned Robert something as the uh, running back that was undrafted that was on the team. Well, it was Ty Johnson. That's what I was thinking of. Where I came up with Robert, I have no idea. I just couldn't remember his name. I was having a brain fart at that particular time. So it's Ty Johnson, and my question is, do you think that Bam Knight can steal a to spot away from him because I think that he can. Um, thank you. And we'll
4: talk to you soon. Go, uh, go Jets.
1: Bye. 1,000%. I think Bam Knight 100% should make the team over Ty Johnson. I think Bam Knight should even make the team over Tevin Coleman if it came down to it. If the Jets only want to carry three running backs, I think the three running backs should be Michael Carter, Brees Hall, and Bam Knight. But if they carry four, then add Tevin Coleman into the mix. But I think LaMichael P. Ryan and Ty Johnson are the two that absolutely have to go. And then you have a decision if you want to carry three or four running backs. It goes from there. But yeah, I, I, I just, I think you have to, main jet. I think Bam Knight has to make this team. He's good. He gives you value as running back three and he gives you value on specials. Can't ask for anything more than that. Let's do Jerry Jett now. He wants to talk about Stravler. Who doesn't want to talk about Stravler? Let's do it. Matt
3: O'Leary, this is Jerry Jett. What's up, dude? Matt. Mike White is the check down king. Okay? You okay. gotta trade him and make Stifler's mom. I mean, I mean Stravler. Flacco's backup. Okay? Because that kid's got Moxie. And I like his attitude and I like he's a great he's a great kid. And also, Matt, one more thing. This is from Jerry Jett. Okay. Zach Wilson is not gonna make it. I Think we got a better chance to win with Flacco. Hate to say it bro, but I think the Jets are gonna be looking for a new quarterback. Thank you so much.
1: If that's the case, can we just bottom out with Zach then? Because wasting time with Joe isn't going to do anything. Can we agree on that at least? Maybe Zach, maybe Zach isn't the guy. Maybe we find out after this year if that he's not the guy. And it blows up in our faces and it's not good. But I, I don't want to go down on the Joe Flacco ship. If that is my stance that I have to take on this, then it'll be my stance that I have to take on this. I'm not going down. I'm not going down on the Joe Flacco ship. Maybe he won't even have to play. Maybe we'll be in a perfect... Maybe we could... I I might do a 180 on my take from before. Maybe week one isn't unrealistic. Maybe Zach Wilson can come back for week one, and then we don't have to talk about it anymore. We don't. All right, Ralph from Long Island. It's his first call, so let's do it.
4: Hey, Matt. It's Ralph from Long Island. First-time caller. Uh, So five minutes ago, I just got a notification that uh, Denzel Mims requested a trade. And he was actually a player I really liked, and I feel really bad for all the, you know, mishaps that happened throughout his career. And I was wondering what you thought about him, and, you know, if he goes to a new team, will he be able to pick up where he left off rookie year, or do you think that, like, that Nims is kind of gone? Because I always thought that he would have a shot this year of, like, making a name for himself and maybe establishing himself under uh, Braxton as one of our rotational pieces, but I'm wondering what you think, where he could maybe end up, and if he ends up somewhere good, if he could, you know, come back to his old self. Thanks, Matt. Love the show, as always. Go Jets.
1: Yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for checking in with us. Um, I agree. I like Denzel Mims coming out. I liked him as a rookie. I think if he gets himself in the right headspace and in a right situation where he's given an opportunity to play and maybe not have to worry about uh, special teams, then... Um, and I think he has a chance. Maybe Matt Rule would like him back. But, I mean, he'd be pretty far down on that pecking order there, too. Because, um, like, you have DJ Moore and Robbie and somebody else I'm missing, too. They drafted some, Terrence Marshall, right, it was last year. And I think they even have another receiver that I'm forgetting. Uh, forgive me off the top of my head for not knowing wide receiver four on, on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but point is, I think he if he went somewhere and you know, was maybe a third wide receiver target. Can he make a nice little career out of himself? Yeah, I think he can. I think he could figure something out. Um, it stinks. Again, like Ralph, like you said, I, I I like Denzel too. I have no ill feelings for him. It just seems like it's one of those things where it's not going to work. Um, so it might be best for both parties to move on. Let's go to Travis from Ohio. He wants to get his take in on the Denzel Mims situation. We'll do that too.
5: Hey,
3: Matt. Travis from Ohio. What's up, dude? Hey, buddy. Listen, let me uh, put you as the GM, Jared Douglas, and you figure out how to sort these two problems, alright? Alright. Let's trade. A wide receiver in two years has 31 receptions for uh, 496 yards, thereabouts, 494 in 19 games. All right. And that guy demands a trade. And he's under a rookie contract, second-year, second-round guy. So, who has the leverage? The Jets. The team does. So, his agent doesn't... That's floated out there into the world. Anyway, um, how about... uh? Dwayne Brown. Two-year, 22 million contract rate for a starting left tackle. Brandon, he's 36 now. But... But... Termon Smith got hurt this week. So guess what? That could You would be been, what, 18, 20 mil per year. So being
1: proactive
3: on these contracts. It matters. And putting your GM hat on, like... We got these guys, we control our future, and hopefully it's good for all of us involved. Just community, for body, unite. No negativity. Let's go. Come on, buddy. Love ya. Bye. Go Jets.
1: Thank you, Travis. You're right. The Jets have so much leverage here. They really do. When it comes down to this Denzel Mims situation, they could keep him if they really wanted to. They could decide to move on if they also wanted to do that. Um, I think I think it's just a situation now where, and good point with Dwayne Brown with them getting pretty good value, because I think they did get good value. I like that deal. Uh, obviously, it's not the Morgan Moses $5 million, but $11 million for a tackle like like Brown is 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 fine, and you can move on after this year if things really bottom out. Um, but with uh, specifically Denzel, if you got him, if if you have to cut beat, you do it. And like Joe Douglas isn't just going to give him up for for nothing. He, he's going to do his best. And guess what? Knowing Joe Douglas and his trade history, he's probably going to get more than we think because that just seems to be the way that it goes. Uh, who are we going to next? We are going to Drew from New York. All right, Drew, and he wants to talk about AVT.
4: Hey Matt, this is Drew calling in from Westchester. Actually, been a listener of your show back in the rookie year Sam Darnold years. But thank you for some reason this is my first time calling. I haven't really thought about that. Just like to listen to the videos and listen to the callers coming in, but thought I'd kind of give you a call this time wow. and. The thing I had in mind was I have not heard a single word about Elijah of Eric all off season. And typically for me, from my understanding, if you don't hear much about O-linemen, then it's a good thing. If you hear a lot about them. They're probably in the press about not doing well, whether it's getting beat and letting up sacks and all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, the fact I haven't heard a lot about ADT tells me that he's probably due for a breakout year. And honestly – he's going to be pivotal for for this O-line. So I'm really banking on that. So I just want to hear your thoughts on that, see if you had any insight regarding my man, Elijah Vera Tucker. But yeah, anyways, man, thank you for your time and look forward to hearing on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I, I really agree with you. I think it's, one, the point that you made about offensive line. I mean, if you're not hearing their name, it's a good thing. 100%. I will take quiet, especially on the interior. I mean, he's just doing his job. He's a lunch pail guy shows up to work. He's good in the run game. I, I really think him and Lincoln Tomlinson is going to be a nasty guard duo. I'm excited. I think he has potential to be a pro bowl caliber guard. That's how high I am on him. He's moving from the left side to the right side. Haven't heard any negative things there. It's perfect. It's perfect. I think the Jets got a stud when they traded for him in the first round. And again, like with a guard, you're not going to it's it's going to be very difficult for them to steal headlines, but this kid's good. This kid's good. Um I I think I really want to see him over a full season, but there's no reason to think that this guy can't be a stud for the Jets going forward. Drew, you're 100% on. Thank you for calling in. Don't be a stranger. Richard from Nevada is back. He wants to talk about a interesting option for trading Denzel Mims. Okay,
2: I'm in. Hey there, it's uh, Richard from Nevada Once again, calling in to Matt O'Leary What's up, dude? Wonderful show, how are you, man? Good Um, So, Jets Talk made a really good point About a specific player Since Denzel wants his trade uh, And forgive me again if anything happens Between now and the time of me recording this uh, He makes a good point of uh, potential trades for Denzel And for the Raiders, it's Alex Leatherwood I believe that's his name Yep And I had the luxury of being able to watch the Raiders game tonight um, that just happened against the Patriots. Uh, My wife is jumping up and down, happy that they kicked their ass. I'm happy (laughs) about it, too, because it's the Patriots. Um, But specifically, I was watching this guy. And for right tackle talent, there's a few times where he's, like, folding over, and yes, it's the preseason backups, but, like, folding some of these uh, linemen. So he's looking... He looks like a good depth piece with the Jets. At least, should entertain the idea. If the Raiders want to go ahead and say, "Hey, you know, we'll take a chance on your wide receiver with some potential, and you can take a chance on our offensive line with some potential," I think both players need a change of pace, change of scenery, and maybe that's exactly what both of those players need. So, I would be willing to do this. I think that that is a great idea. I hope. I hope that. The feeling is mutual between both GMs, and they can make that happen because I think it'd be a pretty quick trade. <clears throat> anyway, um, on a side note, uh, for the T-shirt that I won, I just wanted to, to make you make it clear to you, Matt, what I picked. I picked the black sauce on uh, wide receiver one <laughs> um, from the shirt I won the other day. So anyway, guys, uh, hit the like button. Love your show, man. Have a good night.
1: There you go. Congrats on winning the Jets Talk shirt. Love it. Hopefully Ryan gets that sent out to you. Love that. Uh, The sauce shirt is so fire too, by the way. Good choice Um, for Alex Leatherwood. Interesting because that is someone who obviously things didn't go well for him as a rookie last year. He's taken 17th overall, which is probably a stretch. And then the Raiders played him at tackle, which I think he's probably better suited to move inside and play guard. Probably a developmental guy, someone who you're okay with being as depth, but I think he's probably better depth on the interior. Not going to be a left tackle, probably could be a right tackle, though. Don't hate the idea. Don't. I think moving uh, Denzel for uh, Tevin Jenkins or uh, Alex Leatherwood or someone like that is not a bad idea at all. I think, you know, trading a project for another project is probably a smart way about, you know, for going about something like this. I like it. Will from Dallas, he wants to talk about how many quarterbacks are the Jets going to carry. All right. Good question.
5: Hey, Matt. Will calling from Dallas again. Uh, Jets game is not quite over, but I just watched the, the uh, corner touchdown pass from Chris Strubler. Uh Seems to be over, but uh, I was impressed with Chris Strubler, so I wanted to ask a question about him before I start talking about Mims. Um, if and the consensus from the fans seems to be they want traveller not Mike White, which is crazy to me because it was start Mike White over Zach Wilson last year. But um, the 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 issue is how many quarterbacks are going to carry on your roster because you get the fifty three minute roster in the practice squad. You stash Mike White on that practice squad pretty quickly. Um, and then so if if you do want to keep Chris Trevler you have to put him on the practice squad or carry him on the roster but you would at that point would you want to get rid of Mike White if you want to carry four quarterback no that just seems like a lot to me um not that I don't think that Chris Trevler deserves a shot He, he played his rear end off this preseason um so yeah, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that, on what we should do with Mike White versus Chris Trevler. Because if we do keep Mike White, there's no way we're putting him on the practice squad. Um, and as far as Denzel Mims, I just want to see what your thoughts are on if he's staying in the and what you think his value would be, um, and what we could get in return, where you would want him to go. I personally hope we don't trade him. I want to see one more year out of Denzel, see what he can do. Um, he looked really good in the preseason game today. Wow, that is against fours, fives, and sixes. Um, I mean, he had over 100 yards in the touchdown. So, yeah, let me know your thoughts on those two things. And as always, go Jets.
1: Yeah, good point with Denzel. Uh, we'll start there because that's just a quick and easy one. Uh, I, I think he does get moved. I think his value is probably a day three, a conditional day three pick. Uh, I love to see that out of him. I, I in a perfect world, I would like him to stick around, but I think it's probably most likely for the both sides to just move on. Um, I think the Raiders, I think the Panthers, I think the Bears could all be teams who could potentially be interested. And I don't think they should carry four quarterbacks. The Jets did it in 2016, and it was an unmitigated disaster. It was it was silly. Uh, I think they will end up carrying three. Um, I think it, at first it will be uh, Joe Flacco and Chris Stravler at the top. Then I think when Zach Wilson's healthy, uh, he'll be added to that mix. I think Mike White is someone who you could potentially trade, or if not, try to get him on the practice squad. And if someone claims him, they claim him. Um, but I think it would be harder to get strevler to the practice squad and keep Mike White around. As crazy as that may sound, I think that's really where we're at right now. Uh, thank you so much for the call. Last one, Alex in VA, Strevler Mania. Let's go.
0: Madam O'Leary, what's going on, man? This is Alex Robson from Radford, Virginia. Or as you so-called me, Dallas last time I called <laughs> That's in. That's my bad. No hard feelings there, man. I found that actually freaking hilarious. But anyway, man, I just got to say something, man. You can give me your opinion on it. This Strevler dude, man. There's something about him I like. He's got a moxie. I don't know what it is, but I get a good feeling about him, dude. Not necessarily like, oh, I'm thinking he's going to be some Kurt Warner 2.0 guy coming in and leading us to the Super Bowl or something like that. No. But I'm telling you, man, if Joe Flacco is out there throwing dead ducks against Baltimore week one, but we're somehow still in position to win that game, I think you got to look at Shrubbler and say, go do it again. You have all the number ones with you this time, though. You have better weapons. I mean, he's throwing bombs to Denzel, who has been a bum for most of his time in the NFL. You get the last chance to you guys. I think it's Calvin Jackson, if I remember his name right. I don't know, man. I just feel like if we're in a position in week one against Baltimore where we have a chance that if we get some spark on offense that we can actually pull that thing off, I got to say, you got to give Trebler a chance, man. I love it. Especially if Flacco did what he did in that last preseason game against the Giants' backups, throwing balls right into guys' arms that aren't on our team. Yeah, I didn't like that. I feel like we definitely should at least consider week one at least Trebler getting some reps in, maybe even starting. I personally kind of want to see him start, but I know that's probably not going to happen. Let me know what you think, man. And as always, go Jets.
1: Yeah, uh, I would say very, very, very unlikely that he starts. But I think, I mean, got to make the roster. We talked about it a lot on this show. Stravler, excuse me, has played well enough to where he's got to stick around. Um, I, I let, He does have a moxie when he plays. That's a great word for it. Uh, he's fun. The locker room loves him. Not that they dislike Mike White. I think they're a close unit, which is fun, and I'd like to see that. But Team Stravler, man, I'm in. Let's ride with Chris Strebler. I think, I think he's going to back up Joe Flacco in week one, but it is what it is. If they play him, it'll probably be fun. So I'll be there in week one. That's the next time the Jets will play week one at Medlife Stadium, September 11th. Emotions will be high. I can't wait to go. If you're new to the show, please make sure to subscribe. Leave a rating and review really helps out a lot. I appreciate all the love and support. Thank you so much. I'm Matt O'Leary. I'll catch you next time.